1: Original Moto Podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve
2: Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the RacerX online podcast, racerex.com. Uh, Online uh forward slash subscribe to get the new magazine. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it. Of course, I'm Steve Mathis. Uh, this podcast presented by Fox Racing. Foxhead.com, Kenny Rox and Ryan Dungey, just some of the guys wearing Fox. Visit your local dealer uh, to get some some of the greatest Fox gear out there, and if they don't have it, go to another dealer. The global innovation leader in motocross racewear, Fox Racing. The man online right now with me, he uh, he wants War Fox, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to him about that and uh, and much more. The great Kevin Windham. what's up, K Dub? How are you? And things are going well. I uh,
1: have watched the Supercross season from the couch, uh-huh. which is uh. Different, but still exciting, and family stuff, man, anywhere from coach pitch baseball to track meets to uh, dance recitals, piano practice, you know uh-huh. all those all those things that that uh, family men do
2: yeah, I was going to say it's been a little while now you 've been away from the the game uh, the, the the series uh, the grind of it. How are you doing with it? Are you, you happy? You you good? I mean, look, look, I imagine you have enough money where you don't need to work. You don't need to kind of do anything. And sometimes that's a little dangerous and slash depressing uh, for guys.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, I uh, I got into a pretty dark place there not, not too long ago. And uh, for me, I, I found the game of golf, which is kind of odd. I, I used to hate golf. And <laughs> as a matter of fact, I, I find myself coaching baseball now. And I used to hate baseball. So, right, right. Um I have grown to love both the sports, and uh, golf has been great for me. It's been very challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a tough game, and when I hit a ball in the water or sand trap or OB or whatever, uh, look, I don't break an arm, and uh, you know, I may mm. I may slam a club against the ground, maybe bend the club, but I don't. You know, <laughs> the yeah. result is not that bad. So, uh, and it's just been super challenging and keeping me focused. So that that's been good. So yeah, that you know, that's a good point and and tough to really wrap your head around, and, and mm-hmm. still struggling with the fact that you know you probably, I probably will never make eighty thousand people stand
2: up on their feet and cheer again unless I hit the Senior PGA. So uh, <laughs> right. you know, it's um, a tough, tough deal. Yeah. Well, did uh, did uh, Chappy get you into that, Steve Hudson? Because he loves golf. Did he? Did he kind of ask you to? Did you start playing with him? Did he tell you to pick it up? And how'd that go? He, he has been down several times, and uh, we we
1: we play around a day or around and a half a day every every time he's down. So that's you know, he's definitely um, you know been good for me on that. And uh, you know I got some friends around here that that have all for various reasons they're in my age bracket and don't ride anymore, don't mm-hmm. ride as much. And uh, so yeah, we we've we've got to get a good little group that, that plays around. So uh, that's been keeping me focused and stuff. But. You know, the reality of it is, is I, I miss the sport tremendously. But it's funny because now that I'm watching on TV, I don't, know why these, I don't know why these guys need a break. You know, I knew why we needed a break when I was racing. But now I'm like, you know, we're in between Supercross and Motocross. Right. Or, you know, I'm like, hey, what? Well, what do we watch this weekend? You know? so, I don't know why
2: these guys don't just grind it out, do a race every weekend of their life. You're like overpaid divas. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I didn't even know. Chappie said he's done now with with the series. He's been doing it since uh, I think my first year was 96, and I think that was his first year too. Um, I got to wow. call him. I got to get his number from you to, to call him and thank him and talk to him. I didn't know he was hanging it up. And, um, of course, we're talking about uh, Steve Hudson, um, the the chaplain uh, before the races. He's been there, like I said, every race I've ever been on the circuit and just about every race you've ever been. So he's hanging it up, too. I didn't know that. I I think that he started actually uh, in like 94. Oh, okay. Because, um, yeah, yeah it's, our
1: career was, was going about the same time. And, man, what what the chapel service started out to be in, in motocross and supercross was, was pretty weak. And it was a couple of the girls or the wives or mm-hmm. the girlfriends, whatever, and, and uh, you know, guys were really focused on race, and I mean, he just really has gotten into our community. I mean, we're 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 a mixed bag of folks who spend our lives on the road. Some of us make way too much money. Some of us don't make any money. Mm-hmm. We get hurt. We get injured, and you know, here's a fellow who has married most of us, who's can- counseled most of us, who's uh, been there through our ups and downs, which, you know, happen in, in every walk mm-hmm. of life, but they seem to be fairly dramatic in, in the sport so uh you know i think i think we and they and and uh, everyone who who's you know close to him is are, are losing a pretty good uh uh friend and and resource to you know to what we do and, mm-hmm. and all that so i know that he just in, in being his friend you know he's a godfather to my child and uh you know my son mm-hmm. and uh he comes back to my house quite often so i you know i know him on
0: Yeah, you're uh, one of
1: the the best levels out there. But, you know, I think he's adamant about finding the right guy to continue on what what he started. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, while we all really like and believe in Steve Hudson, it's really just Steve Hudson bringing the word to us and and, uh, being there for us and and trying to keep us grounded and focused. So I, I know that he is very passionate about finding the next, uh, person who won't be the next D button It's like trying to find the next Jeremy McGrath or the right. next Rick Carmichael, or whatever. But uh, you know, he's not going to leave us uh, leave us lost out there. So I know he's, he's focused on that.
2: Yeah, that's good. You know, I'm not religious at all, um, at nothing at all. But uh, Chappie and I have had you know a few one on one conversations over the years. I've had questions for him, and and his uh, little sermon isn't. Um, you know something where he 's pushing it on you it 's about life lessons and trying to be a better person and I found myself listened to more than a few over the years, and uh it 's always good and steve 's a good guy, and uh, he 'll be missed so I, I you know hopefully um I know you were tight with him that 's why I brought this up i, I got to get a hold of him and say thank you so yeah no, no doubt um how much you ride these days do you ride at all i follow you on social media and i don't know if you're riding now that some of the photos you're posting or if they're older videos or uh i i rode this last weekend uh okay.
3: had an
1: interesting trip i i uh i was in orange beach on vacation just randomly with uh, my wife and family and some friends uh but uh, my friends are the jet they have a condo down there and mm-hmm. uh so we're, we're down there and i get a call from uh from from brady uh with ojo and smith and mm-hmm. and other companies there in the industry and he's like hey man uh Tyler's looking for a place to ride. From Tyler uh, Hubbard from Florida Georgia Line, he's looking for a place to ride. He has a show in Jackson, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the Saturday he'll be passing through. I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll cut my trip short. I'll come back and ride with him. He's like, where's he playing tonight? And he said, well, he's in Orange Beach. <laughs> I said, well, fantastic. That's where I'm at. So, uh, we went to the show, and uh, we we he was generous enough to let me ride back on the bus with him, and. We uh, we rode back to the house and, and did a good good session there uh, last Saturday and then he, he departed from there and went on and did the show. We had we had fun, man. It was a good time. Now that's the extent of my riding right now. If There's uh you know uh, a uh,
2: an event or something, yeah. An event,
1: a, a, some charity stuff. Uh, you know, a, a good friend that wants to ride. Of course, some some local kids are coming out and ride now because everybody's starting to prep for for Loretta's and mm-hmm. they're doing their areas and regionals and all this stuff that's so you know quickly approaching. So, uh, you know. Stuff like that, um, just enough to to really still want to go fast, but uh, you know, not enough to to, to still go fast. <laughs> I want to, and yeah. in my head, you know, I think that I could I could do it, but uh, in, in my body, I realize that I can't. So yeah, you know, um, that's where I'm at.
2: Did you hang it up too early? Or are you perfectly? Fu- I think you did a little bit, and you know, I've talked about it here and there. Um, are you totally happy with your decision at that time? Uh, to hang it up. I mean, look, you, you went out, you got the top ten in the first two rounds. Round three, you uh, you did practice, and you're like, yeah, I'm out. I don't want to do. I don't want to be out there. Uh, I don't want to do it anymore. But look, and I get it at the time. I'm, I'm I'm sure 100% in your heart, you felt like that was the right decision. But looking back on it, are you still happy with that? You did everything good the way you uh, you did it? Well, I think that uh,
1: to, to reevaluate it's not fair to myself. You know, you kind of have to make a decision and move on. And I can tell you where yeah. I was at that point. Um, I had been to the first couple of rounds, and I was very, very uncomfortable with, with a couple of those sections. And mm-hmm. I, I got, I, I, look, I was on – blessed to have my wife at the race. She didn't go to all of them. She wants, you know, we had family, and mm-hmm. there was always obligations. And she was at the race, and we were staying at, uh, at Laguna at the surface, and we were having a great, just kinda of weekend getaway where I just had the small little race I had to do, right? <laughs> right. Everything else was just, just life as as we know it and we were yeah kinda of trying to make a little bit of my work into a little bit of vacation. So you know, we woke up that morning and I, I tell you, Steve, there there and she'll she'll tell you the same thing. There was no conversation about retirement. There mm-hmm. was no Yep it was not on my mind. It wasn't on my mind on press day. It wasn't on my mind for any of that stuff. And I got to the track and there was a rhythm section that again I didn't want to do and I said, you know what? This is I think what were we at round three and here I am three for three. There's something that I didn't wanna do. I think there was a quad at round one uh-huh. and then there was the, the crazy on off tabletop where one of the one of the PC uh uh Cali guys, um the pro surgery guys, uh, I forget which one, but mm-hmm. like yard darted through the berm in Phoenix, and, and and here we are again on this rhythm. Oh, section. that was Marty like, Davalos, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, Davalos. And and then there's this rhythm section at at a two, the the third round or whatever. And I didn't want to do it again. I'm like, you know, I, I'm not going to allow myself to go to 17 rounds as a professional athlete and fret over a section mm-hmm. every single round. It's just it's stupid. I'm I'm racking my brain. I have sweaty palms. I'm worried about what ifs. Mm-hmm. And that was just a bad bad place to be in. Now. In hindsight, could I have gotten a top ten and not done the sections or whatever? You know, yeah, yeah absolutely. But I, I, you know, I don't know why top tens are relevant or, or whatever. At that point in my career, I just didn't want to be a, a well, a, a, a nuisance or a burden. To, you know. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's funny because you talked to Chad and I've talked to Chad a lot and even Red Dog, although his he was forced a little bit by injury. Um, you guys at your level. I I look at a top ten and like, look, you're competitive, uh, you're in the mix, uh, fans love you, you're getting paid pretty well, nothing wrong with that. But if I guess when you're Chad Reed or Kevin Windham, that doesn't cut it. I, I don't fully wrap my head around that. Sometimes I'm just like, hey, take it, man. Like take, you know, you're older and you've done so much in your career, and take it. And and guys like you, Chad. There's none of that. There's not, none of this. You guys almost feel like a bit of a charity case. And I wish you wouldn't feel that way. Well, but it is the way it is. Yeah.
1: got to keep in mind the sport that we're in. I mean, if you were top 10 in NASCAR, you could hang your head high because you know that there was a chance you could win that race. Right. The chance of me going out and beating Dungy or, or whatever, even being respectable, I mean, top 10 <laughs> can get lapsed. And yeah. for, for me, uh, you know, they're, they're, you're getting into a different story of what I think the sport could need or use to to be better and why is the 250s always always a better race than the 450s and and all that conversation which is Mm -hmm. you know look you try to go through that conversation and people call you an idiot and all these different (laughs) things and it's just not even worse I could could really care Uh, you know let the the fans and the OEMs dictate which way they want that sport to go and I'll just sit back and watch it for what it is but uh, to, to me you know it just that's not what he deserves being Chad Reed, and that's not mm-hmm. what I deserved. And, and uh, when he's a better rider than that, and when he can't be a better rider than that, he's either got to come to terms with it, which, look, I, you're talking about top ten for Chad Reed. I've been on the podium with Chad Reed, and I look at him, and it look, he was more pissed <laughs> yes. off than I've ever seen a person, and he was second, and I was first. <laughs> right, right. And he was more pissed off than anybody else in that, and on that entire track. I mean, you know, there's, there's levels of guys who expect to make the night show, and when they do, you would think, they won the race, right? And, and he's not that guy, and I wasn't either. And, and that's where the the, the the you know the big divide comes in.
2: Yeah, no, it's uh yeah. So so you're yeah you're happy. It is. It's good. It's fine. Um, I'm surprised we haven't seen you around a little bit more. Obviously, the first year when you hung it up, you were at most of the races and kind of helping out the guys and everything else. I thought we'd see you do some TV. I thought we'd see you around the races more, to be honest. And and like I'm not like whatever. It's your your deal. I'm not coming down on you. Um. Not you know. Looks like you're just you're content and and that's good. Um. But I I haven't found my niche. I think
1: the TV right. thing obviously just didn't work out. Uh. I have a I have so much fun on the floor with Lurch and right. and Irv and Ashley and, and uh and that crew. Uh That that's a lot of fun. It's it's a mo- little more off the cuff and you, you're just you're in the environment where the TV for me and, and just you know I think it just didn't work for a lot of different reasons. But um. You know at the end of the day. I have to. Well, for instance, I mean, priorities change. I, I was going to be the Grand Marshal of Sturgis this year, and it, and it. As they started, you know, I was thinking, okay, great, I go mm-hmm. and I get to ride at, at Sturgis and I do this thing and it's fantastic. Well, then, um, as I got more involved, they're like, hey, we need you to fly here, we need you to do this. I'm like, well, my son's got a baseball game that weekend, and we got mm-hmm. this and we got that, and you know, so it just really speaks a lot for the priorities in my life and and how they've changed and. You know, while I, I wish I could just snap my fingers and show up at every single Supercross, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm, my my daughter's 13 now, and when she's running track, I owe it to her to be there. You now, dad's done this thing, and right, and, and now I'm kind of transitioned to there. Now, can I survive their lives and, and and still be relevant enough in the sport to come back, or do I find a niche that that works for me? If I do, I'll take it. I'll tell you that straight up. I mean, I, I love the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've watched religiously every round and was was into it and both it arena you know the arena cross and and supercross and and uh we'll watch the motocross series you know adamantly right uh but right now my priorities change and we'll have to see if there's a something that opens up that fits, you know where i'm at in life right now or or can i still be relevant when my six-year-old is is now you know graduating and moving on or whatever you know right, right. now it's just priorities have changed and that's just the way it is
2: yeah no absolutely and uh you know there's these trainers and, and riding, and you know I know you you've worked with will over there, and maybe you have people come to your property. you know I know uh, Timmy's doing well with that, and there seems to be a whole cottage industry popping up of of guys hiring guys like yourself to offer advice uh, to have a place to ride um, all that I, I see that in your future. I see something where you're at a lot of races, people are living with you, working with you during the day. And, uh, yeah, and you're making a little bit of cash. That's what I see in your future, K-Dub.
1: I I think that's a possibility. I I do live in Centerville, Mississippi, and I'm not at this point willing to move. And I I think that there's things that Florida offers that we do not have. uh, Not necessarily just from on the track, but off the track, I think there's some some opportunities there that that make it interesting to people. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, there's some logistic issues there and some other things that are just the reality of, of that. But um, you know, things things are not bad in my life. I mean, as much as I wish that I was, I wish I was something that I I, I kind of can't be anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Planet Fitnesses are doing well. My family's doing extremely well, and uh, you know, those are all things I'm really you know thankful for. So um, I, I keep my eye open and and, and definitely listen, and, and I'm I'm willing to come you know converse with people on on ideas and how I can be involved, but it, it just you kind of gotta have a little bit of flexibility. It can't all be on my terms. But at the same time, I just you know the, the grind yeah. of a of a forty forty year uh, forty weekend work week is kind of uh, you know.
2: <laughs> well, even when you were the number one rider in the world or whatever, you hated traveling. You know what I mean? Like when you're getting paid millions, you didn't want to travel. You didn't like it. You had a private plane for a while, um, so I understand that. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't see Good you fact. now doing that. You know? Um, yeah. Can you believe LaRocco? But LaRocco was a team manager. Mike LaRocco was a team manager, so anything could happen, K-Dub. I mean, he has to talk to people. He has to talk to the media. <laughs> like, but, I, you know, he's really good at it, and he's enjoying it. So maybe anything he, could happen. Hey, he hated to talk to people, and he is now talking to people. I hated to travel. Maybe <laughs> one day I'll start to travel again. I go up to him at the races, and I'm like, hey, Mike, can I get an interview? And he's just like, okay. Wow, he grants you an interview. These he days. does, but he's he's got such a dry sense of humor too. Like it's yeah. just hilarious. You um, know what's funny? What? If you pick up on his humor,
1: he's damn funny. Oh, he you, is. Have to yep. work, you have to work to pick up on it.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But
1: when you do, when you do, he's a funny guy, man. He he, he was great to work with. Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time with him for sure.
2: Um, hey, you McGrath was the first guy to, to skip outdoors and concentrate on Supercross, and. And one of my stupid shows this week that I do, I started yelling about Mookie. He won the title for the Geico team, and, you know, now he's out for outdoors. And, you know, I've talked to some of the guys behind the scenes over there. They're fine with Mookie's decision. Um, You know, he won the title. He doesn't, you know, he's going to 450s next year. He doesn't, he's a big guy in the 250s. And everybody's okay with that on that team, and that's Malcolm's decision also. And I hate it, Wyndham. I hate it. Um, I I hate that our sport is going that way. But McGrath did it. Um, and and but I felt like at the time when MC said that I felt like he earned it. I, I you know and this is like an unwritten rule. I just felt in my heart like okay, I get it. You're also a guy that did that. Um, and, and do you understand it? Like was that a good decision for you? And 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 well, do, you, do you understand these guys doing this now? Uh, you know, I'm
1: I'm I will be honest with you that I'm far more sober now than I was. <laughs> at the time of uh, of my racing and then my decision to not race outdoors and whatever else, But there was a large part of me that felt like through my entire career, and this is this is stupid. I, I was an idiot, but <laughs> there's a car, there is a there is a huge part of me that says, you know what, I'm missing out on something by doing this motorcycle. You know, yeah. Um, I, I look back on like you know. But the silly stuff doesn't matter. I'm not really, you know, did I ever go to a dance? No. Did I go to a prom? No. Did I did I graduate? No. You know, and, and then you get these 17, 18, 19-year-olds ages where dude, my friends are having ragers every weekend. And <laughs> I'm, you know, hey, look, I got to go work. I'm going to Europe for three yeah. weeks. I'm going over here. I'm going over there. And, you know, for, for me, the motocross, skipping motocross was, was a way for me to, you know, kind of have my cake and eat it too, right? Right. I mean, I, yep. I was I was chilling with my friends on, on the on the on the lake or on the beach or the boat and drinking the beers and and, and doing those kinds of things and was it a right decision that did, did I earn it did the did the sport you know deserve to to either back me on it or not back me on it? or did I even care I mean was it a decision based just solely on me and where I was in my life and I mean at some point um, you know. Hate Mookie if you want to, for like him if you want him for, but he has to make a decision for him, and he mm-hmm. doesn't know speed Steve Mathis anything.
2: No, no, I agree. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, you know, I, I, should I have done it differently? Could I have? I, I could have, and, and possibly should have. Would I have gotten to a retirement at the age of thirty-four if I had done that or or whatever? No, I probably would have been done a lot earlier.
2: Yeah, that's so. Yeah, so it's a good thing for you. Like it was, it it, it gave you a break. It, it allowed you to keep racing, and. um and like you said, you would have been done earlier. So I look at it like a good thing. So you get it. You understand it and and all that. I just I can't believe we're at that point in our sport. And like you said, uh, Geico's fine with it. Mookie's fine with it. But it's like an eight-race series, and you win a title, and then you don't want to do outdoors, and it's all cool. I don't understand that, but hey. You I, know? I, I would say, I mean, if I was to pass judgment, I, I would say it's different than the McGrath thing,
1: and it's different than mine. And, mm-hmm. and potentially everybody who makes a decision to not race a series or, or or an event or go overseas or whatever, they're, they're probably doing it for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, being a being a rider who did it, it's hard for me to fault him. Although you know, I I agree, a real round and all that stuff. It does seem a little bit you know different. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know and don't talk to him, so uh, you know, yeah. it's hard for me to just come on your show and just just bash him right now. You yeah, know?
2: no, I'm not, I'm not I'm not looking for that. I'm just yeah, I just wanted to see about your decision to to, to skip it, and it helped. You said it helped, so. You know, um, yeah. Well, you know, it is a deal. Here was cold. Um, Do you? Are you like a lot of guys that are retired and think about the money that you left on the table by not going to Europe all those times? Because I've talked to two or three guys that are like, "I should have went, man. I should have went. It's oh. thirty, forty grand a weekend, and I just said no." Um, and you, in your case, probably more. Uh, do you? Do you think about that? Uh yes, I, I do. <laughs> um, you, all you guys I, are do that. Everybody I've talked to.
1: <laughs> you know. You know. I'm I'm very fortunate in, uh, in I mean while we're on the money money kick is that um, you know Planet Fitness has truly given me an environment that mm-hmm. I, I could never have even imagined and you know my dad was always hard on me like you got to put this stuff away because you'll never make this kind of money ever again in your life <laughs> and I you know I, I kind of was glad you know and and, and Mike Rondlo who got me involved in Planet Fitness you know he's like hey I want you to call me the day that you make more money in Planet fitness than you made racing motorcycles, and and, and I, I have, and i, oh, I have okay. all with them, and I'm, and I'm very oh. thankful for, for that. Yep. So, but still, in all, as you start to mature and and look, you know, uh, uh, you, you didn't make the money either way. Where would I be with, with without it? To just get on the freaking plane and fly first class and go over to a new country and hang out for a couple of times, mm-hmm. and see the scenery, and oh, by the way, make fifty, sixty, hundred, what? Whatever. Whatever it was, yep. I mean, that, that's that's silly not to. But um, you know, you're, it goes back to the whole thing of like, hey, I'm sitting on the couch right now. Why in the hell aren't these guys racing this weekend? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why do they need an <laughs> yeah, off? Weekend? Exactly, yeah. And, and and the the hindsight is always you know easy to make a different decision. You look at it through different eyes, and you you know, yeah. <clears throat> sometimes enough's enough. Like you know, there's just you know you know as well as anybody. You can do a race almost every weekend if you want to.
2: Yeah. Well, and I, I say thirty forty. You're right. You're in the era where it was a hundred G's for dudes like you. You know, so yeah, it was it was good. It was good money. And and you know, you never went. Um, and I guess the same kind of stuff about motocross nations, where you kind of just said, "Hey, I, I don't want to go. I don't want to travel. I don't want to go." Um, and I get it for sure. Well, I think the only time that I think I was asked, and you could, I, I hit my head a lot, so
1: you'll have to
0: refresh <laughs> me. But I
1: think the only time I was asked, and we didn't go, was the September 11th. Was the 11th? Now. Okay, think, all right. I, I think every other time I, I went, which I, I think I only went twice. Yeah, Brazil. Once we won, yeah. once we lost. Yeah, right. Brazil and right. Arne. And Hernane, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. And then and then I was on the team for the year that September 11th. And at that point, dude, I, honestly, like, I would have had to get on 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 a, a boat and go like kind of <laughs> a month earlier. I was, right. I was going abroad at that time. Right. I, I just I wasn't going to do it for. I, can, I mean, can... I I had to been so doped up. Yeah. That by the time I got over there
2: if I if water would have tested me, I'd have been like, Dude, you failed. What, what's in your system? I'm like,
0: dude, things I w I couldn't
2: travel you I know? I wouldn't have gone either. I'm Canadian and I wouldn't have wanted to go either. I would have been like, Yeah, that's it, man, I'm out. Or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to, uh, help you, uh, take first place in the Chicken Licks Raceway. Something, something, uh, on your bike needs attention for Race Tech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using, uh, Race Tech Privateer Proven. They work with, uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And, uh, they offer a full line of Race Tech high performance springs. These springs are called high performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10%? At uh, Racetech, go to Pulp MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com, and they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right. Back to the show. Michelin tires are back people.michelinmotorcycle.com Michelin StarCross 5 brand new available in hard, medium, soft and sand uh their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own. Chris Kiefer, when they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is it a fancy marketing term or
3: what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how, you know, sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners and what's cool about this tire is even from the previous version the MH3, it gives more so when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps it has some give to it and it's more comfort so it doesn't feel so rigid a lot of that has to do with the, the cct so you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires yeah obviously it's flexing a little bit but also too when you come into corners you don't want it to roll on you so they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites but yet straight line you have comfort
2: hey as a former factory mechanic kiefer i know all about mounting tires Um, So no problem for me to mount anything. Well, maybe not a moose. You found mounting these new Michelins uh, pretty easy, actually.
3: Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best. So mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage. And normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit. But this, uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on.
2: Four versions of this tire, they cover all the uses. Key for reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting traction handling—they do it all. Starcross Five, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer, people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. Hey, what was the funnest year of your career? What was the—is was there a year or two that I'm, I'm guessing the the FC years and the battles with Chad, maybe? um was there a year, or maybe I mean, maybe some of the Omaha years? I don't know. Um,
1: yeah, that, that's kind. Of, when you first asked that question, and, and then you alluded to the '08 the, uh, battle with with Reed. Um, yeah, that was fun. But I, you know, that, that's kind of me, and I think the reason why I became the uh, racer that I became was the fact that those battles, while they're memorable, and I certainly enjoyed it, and I, you know, God, I came up so so close to getting that championship. To me, the the fun years are are all the just the dumbass stuff that me and Dowd and Henry and <laughs> and, and Yogi, and Ezra Lust loss, and rental car stories and and just you know just fun Bradshaw, just just all those guys where we just all got together and dude, there there was no I and team back then and and you know you just go to the races now and you just sense that these guys don't. Yeah. I don't know. You that yeah. they don't talk to each other. No. I mean, dude, we had no. some damn good times where, like, it's just memorable stuff, you know. And, uh, and and so for me, unfortunately, you know, the person I am, a lot of that memorable stuff was more off the track than on.
2: <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> well, I, I was around for some of those things. I agree. It was a different time. I hate to be one of those guys going uphill to school both ways, you know, in the snow, uh, one of yeah. those old codgers, but it's absolutely true. Um, these guys now they got motorhomes and gear guys and man friends and practice bike guys and they walk around kind of in a circle with their team. Um, you know maybe their mechanics there maybe not. Some guys don't even walk the tracks with their mechanics. You know. Um, wow. And and it's it is it's a different era, man. I'll tell you what the one guy that goes around that Chad. Chad goes around on track walk. He makes fun of Phil Nicoletti. He talks to some privateer guys. He yells at the Dirtworks guys that they're finally building good whoops um, and all that. He's a little bit of a throwback. But these other dudes, man, head down, posse around them, and you're kind of like, oh, geez. Yeah. So that's
1: – you see it, you know. And, yeah. and uh, I don't know what where that really came from or where it goes from here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, um, put your head down, do your work, and then, and then go home, Yes. Not not so much of the breakdown. It doesn't seem
2: like right uh, things with you and Yamaha got a little ugly at the end, and you went to, you jumped to Honda. Do you think about like what could have happened if you would have stayed on Blue and kind of? I mean, you were plucked from a Team Green kid to uh, to go Yamaha and kind of enjoyed initial success, like you said, with a great team and and good and good bikes and everything else. And I mean, obviously things like I said, things went sideways there. But do you think about like yeah. ah, maybe I should have stayed or, or, or I wish I would have stayed or.
1: Um, I, I wish things would have went differently. Uh-huh. Um, I think in the, in the at the time and in the environment that that I found myself in, that there was there was no decision, but there was no choice but the decision that I made. Um, it was very very ugly, and I, I I wish that things would have went extremely different. Um, I, I could have seen myself on blue from start to finish, to right. be honest with you. Uh, but you know. Uh, things happened, and uh, you know I did some moving around, and, and, and uh, the FC program, you know, was was fantastic, and the, kind of that's my my chapter two. Um, yeah. You know, obviously there was Suzuki and, and Factory Honda, and all those different things in the, in the midst of all that, but you know, I would think the Yamaha days and and the, and the FC days were kind of the, the two that really were yeah. my best. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate for Roger that uh, who was the team manager of Suzuki at the time. I. I didn't give him my full effort. I think that program could have been far better than I made it and uh, that, I, that I dedicated it to them. That was mm-hmm. a really shitty thing for me to do. And, and just, uh, you know, it was, part, it was kind of part of my dark days, which started the whole retirement thing or step away. Well, obviously it wasn't a retirement I came back, but the step away thing and, and all that. So, uh, you know, that's the two teams for me that, that were the best, the, mm-hmm. the first and the last. But uh, I wish I would have gave better effort to all
2: of them, you know. <laughs> Stop it. Well, maybe the Suzuki ones. I watched Bar to Bar a little while ago. I don't know why. Bar to Bar O two, the year I worked for uh, for Way and you and Travis were phenomenal. It was a pretty cool team and some pretty cool things going on. Obviously, like you said, you weren't in the you weren't in the greatest uh position off the track and it was kind of affecting you on the track. But at times, you and Travis, man, it was uh, it was exciting to watch. Yeah, we, we had fun. I mean, you could at least say that.
1: Um, we definitely we definitely had fun. I mean, Travis was just kind of touching and starting on, you know, the great transition that he made from 125 championships to, uh, Nitro Circus. You know, he was somewhere in between that. that <laughs> yeah, nick right. And, uh, you know, we, we had a good time. I mean, we, we would do a moto and then we'd cross a pond and we would do a <laughs> moto and then we'd do some freestyle, which you know, obviously it's not freestyle these days, but yeah, yeah. uh, it was still fun in, in its time and uh, we we had a great time, right? And really, I just Probably have been struggling with with uh, sobriety and and, and uh, bar hopping on Friday nights. It probably it would have been a lot better.
2: I can't believe Pastrana never won a 250 Supercross main event. Not not never won a championship. I understand a championship. It was tough for him to hold it together, but a main event, the guy was so good and he led so many laps and he just never won. It's one of those weird things, you know. So there's there's a lot of weird things and a lot of guys that come
1: in there and I mean there's a bunch that come to mind that you know myself included that probably should have been. You know, a lot different careers than what they've wound out to be. It's just it's, it's mm-hmm. tough to keep it going.
2: Um, you break your leg in Suzuki, and I don't know if I've ever heard this story. So we all thought you were going to retire. Allie was like, "I don't know. I think he's I think he's going to hang it up." Um, you come back um, the next season. No, the year after. Were you out for a year? Were you? Uh, out I was for...
1: out. I was out for um, over a year. The the, the entire. Uh, motocross season, yes, and, and t- then uh, the entire next Supercross season, I came back to Outdoors the that's following it. year. So,
2: so yeah. how did the – I don't know if I've ever heard this from you or read it. How did FC get in touch with you or you get in touch with them? Obviously, you know, your Suzuki deal was done. How did you – how did that all come together? Like, did you a Morocco and be like, yeah, I think I want to do something like that? How did it come together? So, you know, I wish we could, like, hatch in uh, Z uh, Rick, <laughs> He wouldn't want to talk he wouldn't want to talk anyways though it's Ziggy he, he wouldn't, but I would
1: love to catch him in because at some point he had kind of got uh just this know Ziggy is a is a very cool guy, but he 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 i shouldn't say but he he just he comes up with these ideas where you know, i think half the people in the circle like scratch your head and look at him and go like, dude, what the hell are you thinking and, right. and but it's it's crazy because nine times out of ten they work out for them. so so they're like. Kind of behind the scenes, going like, "Dude, you know, we have this little hole here. Like, let's try to get let's get Wyndham to come back. You know, we're kind of hearing that he's interested and he's been right. showing his face around. And then all of a sudden, like, this four fifty Honda shows up to my house. I didn't ask for it. It just showed up. Oh, really? And they were they were all kind of behind that deal, right? And um, so I take a I get on it in, in blue jeans because I still have my track and everything <laughs> together, and I'm just full redneck hill like just kind of hillbillies. I get on my bike with a Harley helmet, no goggles, no boots. I'm in tennis <laughs> shoes and blue jeans with a Harley helmet on. Them. And I launch my my uh, Supercross finish line, and, and I get a picture of it, and I send it to them. And uh, it just kind of started that way. Okay. And, um, yeah, they, they, they were taking stuff and, uh, and you know, kind of hearing that I was kind of feeling like I made a bad decision and getting out. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, lo and behold, here comes a bike, and they put together a fantastic program for
2: me. Yeah, so you were going to retire like at at some point you were out you were thinking you were done
1: well i was thinking i was done but then, again i yeah. was i was not thinking clearly right right and and uh you know i think i needed to be done on on for for many reasons at that time but uh it wasn't a a a final decision you know i just needed to, i needed to clear some things up mm-hmm
2: and how good was that bike too, right? Like that, maybe that was part of the reason why you're like, "This thing is good." Like, you know, we were at Yamaha, we had a four stroke. We were kind of the first guys to start racing them, and you know, from the Henry days too. Oh they, man, they that, that they weren't not... that good. They weren't that good. They they weren't they
1: weren't good at all. Um, you know, you kind of felt like, uh, you know, Henry and and uh, even Ryan Hughes. You kind of felt like they were just you know, test pilots or mm-hmm. test dummies. Like mm-hmm. you know, hey. Sign this waiver and, and good luck, you know? <laughs> right. Um, Henry came off, busted up a bunch. Red, uh, Red Dog's car,
2: Yeah, Red Dog's car came off in Phoenix, um, yep. you know, threw him and he put remember, him in the
1: hospital. Yep. And then I'm, I'm sorry for leaving out uh, Ferry, but, yeah, he he was a part of some of that, you know, kind of Russian roulette type stuff, too. And then yeah. I don't know if you remember how hard uh, Ryan Hughes hit on, uh, I think, a malfunction at... Uh, Steel City? Uh, Steel City, yep. correct. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, he came off really hard there, so... You know, at that point, I, I maybe I was naive or whatever, but it had felt like they had kind of gotten the demons out of that whole program, mm-hmm. and not just not just Honda, not just Yamaha, not so-and-so. It was just a, the full yeah, banger yeah, no, was a, was yeah. a tough. Yep. It was a tough battle, and uh, you know when I got on it, it was finally really good. You know, I mean it didn't turn as well as it we wanted to, but we could deal with that. It wasn't coming apart, and uh, you know some of those bigger issues.
2: Yeah, so the bike you got on it, and you're just like, man. I remember again at Yamaha, we got a Honda from R&D guys. Butler, you know, was over at R&D. He got us a Honda. We weighed it, we looked at it, we sat on it, we looked and we're like, we're in trouble. We got problems here because this thing's so much better than our bike. (laughs) Yeah, you know, the Honda was. uh, They were on it. Um, You come back at Glen Helen, you grab the lead early on. You tip over, but it's a hugely successful uh, comeback for you. Fans were going nuts. I remember that. And it had to feel awesome for you, but as you got better and started challenging Ricky, how did how tense did things get uh, under the red tent? How 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 bad did it get at times?
1: I uh, it got bad, but no worse than uh, you know with Reed and, and 08 or, or uh, others. You know, Ricky and I. You know, I, I don't know how he battled with other folks that had had a real legitimate shot at, mm-hmm. at taking him out. Um, you know, but he and I we we. Well, when we were when we were going at it, we were, we oh, yeah. were going at it everywhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, know, you had to defend the inside in the rental car, leaving the leaving the parking <laughs> lot. I mean, it was just, you know. Yeah, I heard things got ugly a little bit at times. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they did. But I mean, I you know, I would say unhealthy, ugly. Like it was, you know, I, I hated him. I mean, it was yeah. a, it was a, a sheer hatred.
2: Yeah, but, yeah, uh, no, that's how it gets. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, they, they all those relationships seem to come around, right. Um, you know, I think we we speak and a we'll little text back and forth every now and again or, or you know just Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. No, so,
2: I, yeah. I I nowadays everything's cool, for sure. I just meant at the time, it, Yeah, It doesn't last a lifetime, but yeah, it's it, uh it's bad, you know. Yeah.
1: Right. It's it, it's it's not uh
2: not healthy. <laughs> um, did it ever get like that with MC? Uh, did it ever, you know, it,
1: I, MC, you know, MC was a little different. And and that's, you know, we were we were playing like, uh you know, we'd be going for race wins or championships or whatever. I mean, he would always kind of stretch it out. It was a super Mr. Consistency. But yeah, you know, we we would leave that environment, and we would go and, and play cards on a, you know, a Tuesday night or mm-hmm. a Thursday night when I was living out in California and stuff. And yeah, no, we we were we were way more more healthy. I mean, we would, yeah. we would speak and travel together to and from, like, uh, uh some of the Yamaha. And, and even yeah. when I was on Honda, we had dealer shows that we did together or other things. You know, we would... We 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 were way way better. You yeah, know, we, Fro- were, we were kind of friends through the whole thing. Hey, the best man's gonna win, and that's yeah. just the way it is. And and after that, we'll, you know, I'll kick your ass in the game of cards or, or whatever.
2: Yeah, Fro always said MC's skills were uh, getting everybody to the lake, and then maybe not drinking as much as everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, you know, when we were drinking together, I can't say that he wasn't saying all oh, this vodka's killer, and it was water or whatever. You know. I know. He put all he put all his vodka in my drink, and, I know. and my vodka in right.
2: My drink. I know. Um. Who were you look, you, you were one of the greatest of all time. You've got the wins to to, to 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 match up against anybody. If who were you more impressed with, though? Ricky on an outdoor track or MC on an indoor track? Like which guy like when I think of Kevin Windham, I don't think of you as being better in one discipline or the other. You were great in both. Like some guys are like obviously Ricky was better outdoors and Jeremy's better indoors and I think Red Dog's better outdoors, Chad's better indoors, and, and et cetera. But when I think of you I can't, I can't decide. You were incredible at both. Um, did but did one of those two guys in, impress you more than the other? Um, Maybe impress I, is the wrong word, but um, tip no, your. head. I, yeah. I, I get what you're
1: saying. I, I mean, I think
2: when I when I think about what,
1: what would, I mean, it's hard because I'm going to go with MC, mm-hmm. and I, I can't I can't really say why, but I mean, I, just what he did in Supercross is just. Yeah, to me, I think Ricky would be a guy that you could not really say was either either. You know, Mm -hmm. I think he did extremely well in both. Clearly, yeah. I mean, he had he had his undefeated uh, stuff. uh, You know, with the outdoor with the outdoors. Did he go undefeated in the Supercross season?
2: No, 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 no. He 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 doesn't even hold the he doesn't hold the all time win record. I don't think for a year either McGrath does, and uh, yeah, I always felt it came a little bit outdoors came a little easier to him. I think outdoors did come a little easier, but I would say he's he's both. I don't know why he
1: was, you know, didn't didn't go undefeated in Supercross. I think what McGrath did, and just uh, for whatever reason, I think it's a little bit more impressive if you want to use the word to to me. Yeah, I, I can tell you that, uh, you know, as as a rider, you know, I think there's you're impressed by some things that you you couldn't do. I, you know, I'm impressed by both of those guys' consistency. That was something that I could not do. Hmm. Um, but I re- I remember one time going to a race and and uh, you know I, I ride with and behind everybody and 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 I see and you pick up on everything on the ride you pick up on everything everyone else is doing mm-hmm. and I remember going to an outdoor race one time and thinking you know I got a shot at winning this thing and I I hooked up behind Stewart uh, in practice he was on a Cali and and he railed a corner faster than I had ever seen anyone round the corner in my life and I just remember coming back from practice going dude I'm screwed like there's that's a shot and. There's not a chance in hell for yeah. me to win this race today. I had never in my life seen a person go around the corner like Stuart had gone around that corner, and, and that was a. I remember it vividly, and that was one of the, probably the, 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 most impressed I was ever with a rider because I had never seen anyone <laughs> do that before, and I had been in corners with the best of the best.
2: Yeah, yeah. What, and what, uh, do you remember what track it was, or do you remember? Uh, yeah, it was at Bud's Creek. Oh, Bud's.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Bud's, bud's, bud's Creek, and I mean he just laid into some stuff, and it, it just was. It was breathtaking, right? Yeah, it was, he, it was breathtaking.
2: Which makes it, it makes I don't want to say sad right now, but I don't know what's going. He's, he's maybe a little like you, K Dub, where he's, I I don't know. I, I don't I don't know him that well. It's obviously going terrible for him. He had the year off, and now he's back. He, he's not in shape. I don't know if he's like one foot in, one foot out. I, it's kind of sad because I'm with you. Like Jason Thomas and I talk about all the time about. um You know these these on all these shows, and he's the most talented motorcycle racer I've ever seen in my life. There's no doubt, but I don't know what's happening with him right now. And and maybe he's kind of he maybe that year off, he kind of discovered the lake and hanging out with his buddies. And Bradshaw told me the same thing one time when Bradshaw tore his ACL in '92 after he lost the title. He really enjoyed away racing, time away from racing, and he for the first time in his life he got a bit of a break. I wonder if that's the same with Stu. You know, I don't know quite what's going on. So to, to me, like uh, for just to have the conversation uh, as much as I would like to
1: be a friend and I talk to him from time to time, I, it's just unfortunate because you're not ever going to know. Yeah. You know, I think for me, there was, there was never, you, there wasn't much question because if you asked me as much as I hated the answer, I, I would still probably tell you the answer. <laughs> right. Right. Even if I hated myself. Or, <laughs> right, like, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 You know. I come to come to track walk and they look at me and go, dude, are you still fucked? Are you fucked over? And I'm like, dude, I really don't want to tell you this, but I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. I sure am. Right. Sorry, dude. Uh, you know, with the Stewart thing, you're just not going to find out, and it's just, uh, and to me, it's like, dude, let it out because I think whatever's going on, if you just let out, it's gonna, you'll get to the bottom of it quicker, and you'll 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 be healthier about it because it's obvious something, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's obvious. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. So so just 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 let it out. Start dealing with it. If you need to take some time off, or you need to do whatever whatever you need to do, just, just be real and just do it. But yeah. um, you know, that's a that's a situation where you. I don't know that. It's, it's like you see. I, I it, get the sense, I get the sense that even his inner circle don't truly know because he's just not going to let well, it. Just not going to let it out. Just suck it in real dark and deep. all of it in.
2: Yeah, he's uh, he's a different a different dude. Uh, obviously, growing up the way he did and being in the spotlight and everything else and and and. You know, yeah, he doesn't he's pretty shy. He really is pretty shy despite what you may th- think from some of his videos and I'm with you. Yeah, who, who knows, you know? Uh, if he's just if he's just mailing it in for the money, it's kind of a dangerous situation. I I don't I don't know if he is. I'm not saying he is. I just you don't know. And you can see him out on the track. His his mind knows what to do. His brain knows what he wants to do, but he's a little bit late, he's a little bit tired, and you know, that's kind of a bad spot to be in. Hope he figures it out. Yeah. Well, uh
1: yeah, you know, anything you say is just you're just gonna speculate. So you hate to say anything, really. But, yeah, no, true. Yeah, you know, I mean, you you think often about the amount of concussions he's had, and just there's there's
2: some issues there. There's some things going on. So. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting that you said though that you watched, you were behind him, and you were like, "All right, I can't, I can't win the day." <laughs> <Just>
1: <laughs> no, it, 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 I I gave up in the first practice. I had never in my life, I mean, to ride for, for at that point, you know, he was on Cowies, mm-hmm. was Probably, what what year was that? Probably. Ah, uh, could have been. I, I was in outdoors.
2: So yeah, so I, I thought. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Could have been. Could have been. Oh nine, four, five, six, yeah, seven, nine, whatever. Yeah, right. Whatever it is, right? Like, you know, so I,
1: you know, for me to have been in, in racing for at that point, you know, right. fifteen years, 10, and, fifteen years, and me just be like, yep, dumbfounded and wowed by a by a.
2: A competitor, somebody else you're about to have to go do battle with. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's not a real good feeling, you know? No, no, absolutely. Um, how's the uh, party in the pasture thing going? It's getting bigger and bigger every year. Um, it, it, it is. It's yeah. getting out of hand. Um, it's getting a lot of, probably out of hand. You probably got to get permits and stuff at this point.
1: <laughs> well, dude, I live in several Mississippi. There's no such thing as permits. But, you know, <laughs> c- security and securing that event has, uh, you know, it, it's been, uh, it's, it's been a handful, but it's fun. I mean, no, no, you know, not no major accidents or incidences, you know, just people drink a lot during the day and yeah. it's a, it's a full festival. So you start in the day and you end at night and you know how that stuff goes. But, yeah, um, you know, it's funny because while it's growing, it's, it's, it's also becoming more taxing. So I need to need to find a way to either pull it back a little bit mm-hmm. or change the face of it or step back and hire people to come in and, and, and help put it on. And to me, you know, it's, it's, it's not fair to the people who come and the people who work it because then what winds up happening is you find people getting on edge because, you know, when you get overloaded, it's a natural thing just to kind of be edgy, right? And that's not the event I want to put on. So I'm I'm almost thinking like instead of, and I don't know how to do it since it's been such an open uh, invite to everybody to come and ride (laughs) the house and hang out and party and listen to great music and, and all that kind of stuff. I would like to find a way. I think it would be better for me to to kind of downsize it to make it more intimate, a, a more of a, a you know, just just a nicer, more intimate event. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, the Road to Recovery would definitely love you to keep it going and, and do all that. You, you've always supported them and always been a big part of that and done a ton for them. So. Yeah, it, it's been nice to keep it in the industry. Uh, I, I've done
1: various things, and even even now, even last year, do, do various things. I mean, it's, it's making a, a, a substantial amount of money. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. so it, it's nice to, to give that money to different things and different people, and, and some of it has been to Road to Recovery, and I thank them for their help. And also, it's kind of it, it, it speaks volumes for our, our industry as a whole, as a as a motorcycle community, not so much motocross or, or Supercross, but just motorcycles in general. The support I get from some of the athletes and, and uh, you know uh, Mason, who uh, Mike Mason's been a part of it forever. He loves it. He, you know he, he's the first one in, the last one out. And, he and his family, his entire family, are going to be there, you know, for the duration, and uh, that's, that's fun. And, you know, Wilhahn obviously supported a lot, but um, along with that, I don't want to leave people out, but it's just across yeah. the board people say, okay, well, this is this is something good, this is something fun, and, and uh, for them to, to come in. I mean, as successful as it is, I told everybody last year, it would not be successful if I had to pay, and McGrath was there, McGrath, if I had to pay your ticket, if I had to pay to ship your bike, if I, you know, if there was yeah. any kind of fee to show up or hey, just airfare of all the athletes and, yeah. and all that stuff, you know, guys, we, we wouldn't have made money, you know? Yeah. Interesting. So we, yeah. We, we probably still would have. I mean, the thing, the, the thing did quite well, uh, but we probably still would have made money, but it wouldn't be. Yeah, it wouldn't exactly. Have no, I, ever, so I just ever, want, I want everybody to know that when they come, I'm like, Hey, I want to, you know, you're doing a good thing. You know, you're not doing it for me. You're doing it for, you know, road recovery and, 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 and the bigger picture. And I appreciate everybody for that.
2: Yeah, we're hoping to try to do something on the the Pulp show with 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 R2 R2 to help them out. We got some ideas we're kicking around. And uh you know, always good to try to help and give back. Those guys do a lot of things for a lot of people, especially behind the scenes that you know, there's things that they can't even tell us about who they help out and what they're doing. And it's it's good to have them around, so. Yeah, we we've uh seems like we've been on a on a, on a decent decent
1: uh on not non catastrophic injuries so that that's really a good thing but you know I, I know that uh, when, when those things come around and have a program like that it's uh it, it really helps a lot
2: well uh, Kevin Wyndham thank you for doing the uh, racer X online uh, podcast presented by Fox racing you wore fox so you can you can relate to fox racing um, I did yeah uh, uh, early early on yeah yeah no you yeah um, who can forget uh, why don't you I hope you come around more often. hope we see you more often. Cut the beard. Cut the beard off. Come do well, TV. The, the, the beard was a third thing, and now that that's kind of done. So <laughs> now,
1: now, now, I, now I guess I can. Yeah. But, uh, come get on wanna, TV, you know, and then, yeah, come around. I think I might. <laughs> I
2: hope so. Hey, can I be like a... a math intern or something or what i mean you <laughs> yeah. need any help that'd be great man that would be fantastic i'd get you on the show uh, i think you'd enjoy flying out from mississippi to vegas on monday nights to come and do our internet radio show <laughs> It'd be great oh my gosh it would cost <laughs> me so much to do your show and gambling and yeah and stuff. You, exactly i'll pay for your flight but all your gambling here in vegas i don't know about that um wow god you i used to see you put some serious chips down Dub. Like I love serious it. chips, where I'm like, I love it. That's a lot of money right there. B- uh, judging on this hand of 21, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you and Peyton um, going at it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's some good time. No, for sure. Um, yeah, always you're always great to talk to. Always fun to catch up with. I know you got a ton of fans that uh, still in the industry that will love to um, to hear this. And uh, glad you're doing well and better than you were, like you said. And um, yeah, man, I come around a little bit more often. That'd be awesome. Thank you, man. Sounds good. I appreciate it, dude. Thanks. Have a good one. Thanks, up.
0: Thanks for listening to the Steve Mathis Show presented by Fox Racing.
1: I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts.